0: Welcome to the seventh episode of the T21 Mum Podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we will talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's six years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome, and I am living life my way. Today, my friend Ron joins me. And he's the one who actually suggested I do a podcast. He tells me he's learned so much about Down syndrome just from our informal coffee chats and my Facebook posts. Welcome, Ron. Hey, Mary. How's it going? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm well. I'm really looking forward to this interview today that you've got lined up. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, a couple days ago, my friend Danielle came into our little studio here and she told us all about... The nonprofit that she created called the Baskets of Love Down Syndrome Support Society, Baskets of Love for short, and what she does for new families. It's pretty amazing. And I'm so proud to have her on to share her story. Great. Let's roll it. Today on the T21 Mom podcast, I have my friend Danielle here, and she started something called Baskets of Love that. I know really helps a lot of families and we're going to talk to her about that today and also something else at the end of the show that she's uh, putting on so welcome Danielle thanks for coming thank you very much for having me you're welcome so obviously we met through our play group because mm-hmm. we both have a rocking kiddo yeah seems like forever ago well they're both six now so
1: yeah yeah, it's not easily a little older than. Yeah, Connor?
0: She, I think she, she's half a year because yeah. she's in November and yeah. then Connor was after. Yeah. So, yeah. So, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you and yeah. your family?
1: Yeah. So, I am a mom of two boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oldest oh, is Connor, and he is my guy with a little extra. He just turned six in May. And um, we also have baby brother Owen, my tornado. And uh, <laughs> he will be two next month. Yeah.
0: Wow, it goes so fast, eh? It
1: really does. Like, I went down the wormhole of baby videos the other day, and I can't believe, like, I have two boys now. Mm-hmm. I don't have babies anymore. Yeah, they yeah. just grow so fast. They really do.
0: And how was Connor when, you know, because there's so four years between them. Mm-hmm. So how was Connor being, you know, getting an, a new baby brother and just being a big brother?
1: So he was a little... Um, starved of attention of course (laughs) for for the first few months you know Mm -hmm. four years of him being the center of our universe uh to go from that to uh, having somebody vying for his attention or that he thinks is his attention was a little difficult uh the first few months but he settled in really quickly after that and loves being a helper like that's that's what brings him joy and so getting him to help with you know baby brother just really changed the dynamic when he could be that big brother and fill that role and that's awesome he's he's taken to it really well and sometimes much to owen's dismay because owen loves to do everything on his own but (laughs) connor loves to help so we're trying to find
0: that balance Oh, it might be a struggle for a little while, but oh no, that's awesome. And I love seeing all their cute pictures on on Facebook and Instagram. They're cute kids. (laughs) All our kids are so cute. Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, you started Baskets of Love. Mm -hmm. So, what was your reason for starting that? And And tell, actually, tell people what it is.
1: So, Baskets of Love is a registered nonprofit organization here in British Columbia. And we deliver baskets to families that have just welcomed a baby with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's a soft, gentle approach to welcome them to the Down syndrome community Mm -hmm. in what can be a really scary and lonely time. So it's just a, hey, you're, you know, you're welcomed and you're loved and uh,
0: we're here for you. That's so awesome. Yeah. Because I remember telling Ron, I can't remember which episode it was, I think it might have been the first or the second, but how I would have so loved to have gotten a basket of love like from another yeah. rockin' mama, yeah. because, you know, that connection, it's huge. And, and you
1: know what, you're not the first person to say that. I've heard that from so many other moms that, you know, I either I've missed or were older before I had the basket started Mm -hmm. and you know I'll never forget this one mom told me about when she had her little girl and it was not at children's uh, so she had to be transported to children's and they didn't have a bed for her at at women's so that first night she was sitting in the waiting room while her baby was in the NICU still in the clothes that she delivered in by herself and she said, I would have given anything to have somebody there with me that knew what I was going through. And that just, that just really hit home and resonated with me. And I will never forget her story because that's, you know, that's the reason.
0: And did she have a birth diagnosis? She did not
1: know. Oh, oh um, she did not know. So no. she had a birth diagnosis. She, yeah. Wow. And yeah.
0: so... Did you have a, did you have a prenatal or a birth diagnosis? I had a
1: prenatal diagnosis. We did the um, typical quad sque- screening that, you know, every, I think every pregnancy goes through. And I yeah, don't I know did if, one. Yeah. yeah. And our results came back one in 15. And mm-hmm. so we decided to go through with the amnio and that was at 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And we got a confirmation shortly thereafter. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's a little later than mine. I think I was around seventeen yeah. weeks when I got mine. But I do
1: remember them saying that decisions had to be made because we were we were coming to decision time. Like I guess there's a, a cutoff, or I'm
0: not too sure. Yeah, right on the cusp. Yeah. I, I had that too, where they kept talking about that, and I said, "It's yeah. not a decision here. I already know. I'm yeah. keeping my baby." So yeah,
1: and I love that about your story as well. Thank you how much you wanted to be a mom and and that's a beautiful part of the experiences is is that we are all moms to all different kinds of kids Mm -hmm. and you weren't looking necessarily for you just wanted to be a mom Mm -hmm. you know it didn't have to be cookie cutter or perfect and that just shines through with your relationship with Ainsley and I just love watching the two of you.
0: Oh thank you I love that thank you so much I so appreciate that. So when you had Connor you obviously you had a prenatal diagnosis Mm -hmm. and so at what point I guess in your motherhood journey did you come up with this wonderful idea to do the baskets of love like was it after having Connor or was it before because you had a prenatal diagnosis and I don't know maybe you can talk more about that like because for me because I was on my own it's a it's a pretty dark time
1: oh yeah for sure we um So we got our prenatal diagnosis and initially i didn't want to tell anybody Mm. um we told very close family only no friends you know initially i was like we'll tell everybody after he's born you know i don't want i don't want to ruin the pregnancy and then as the months go went by and i realized that i was just digging this hole like this dark hole of solitude that was just this black cloud over me I realized I just got to get this off, you know, like I got to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And so we sent an email and I think you did something similar too. you wrote something really nice and Mm -hmm. set the tone. Um, And, you know, we just said this is our baby boy. We love him. He's got 10 fingers, 10 toes and an extra chromosome. I love it. And and that did it. That really set the tone. And that that way, his birthday became about his birthday. A you celebration. Know, it was a celebration. We had all our friends and family there. It wasn't about Down syndrome. It wasn't about an extra chromosome. It was about our baby boy has been born. That really set the tone and really got us through a very dark time because my pregnancy was I was having uh, Connor around the same time as about five other acquaintances. Uh. And they're all going through all of these wonderful milestones and pregnancy stories. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I just did not share that with them. I needed, I needed a community and I needed mm-hmm. a tribe. And um, that's when um, I reached out to Tamara Taggart. And mm-hmm. um, she set me up with a lovely little welcome to the community, um, dinner and, Aww. and, and that really helped, you know, and, and I realized there how much community made a difference, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't healed. I wasn't, you know, shooting rainbows out of me and being like, oh, yay, <laughs> syndrome! this is the best thing ever. <laughs> but, you know, it, I was smiling for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing that I had support.
0: And was this after Connor was born? And
1: This was before Connor before. was born. Before, okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: awesome. Okay. And,
1: um, you know, after Connor was born, you get, you know, kind of drowned into motherhood mm-hmm. and all the appointments in the beginning and you're trying to find your feet while you're not sleeping. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of just got pushed to the back, didn't really think about it. And, and it wasn't until he was about 10 months old that I started thinking about it again. And um, it was something that I, I thought about and I thought about and I kept pushing it aside. And I started to pray about it and realized that it was just really sitting on my heart. Like it was just something that wasn't letting go. Mm-hmm. And one day I was like, I'm just going to do this, you know, and <laughs> see where it goes. Yeah. And and that's kind of pretty much how it started was I was just like, I just got to take the leap. I know if it meant that much to me, it's got to mean that much to somebody else.
0: Oh, 100 a million percent yes oh Oh, that is so awesome so sometimes you just gotta just do it Mm -hmm. stop thinking about it Mm -hmm. and just go and do it so then so okay so you've been doing it i guess for over five. july
1: 1st 2014 was our first like that's when i went public facebook yeah you know said hey i'm doing this and so it's almost five five years. years yeah I know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And before that. I came today I was like, How many baskets? And it's um 80, 86 I think, was what I came up with. That when you've I tried. Done yeah in five years. Eighty six in five years.
0: And yeah. just I'm sure that's had a huge ripple effect with all those I say the mums, but it's also the families mm-hmm. too, the mums and the dads that, you know, are welcomed into our community and just I just think it's so awesome and Because I remember one day telling you, I wish I had thought of that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just love it. It
1: it really has been a ripple effect. And Mm -hmm. that... I can say wholeheartedly that parents of, of children with Down syndrome and parents that have received a basket are our biggest champions mm-hmm. and our biggest contributors and donators.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And it, you know, like they just feel like the pay it forward motion, right? Mm-hmm. And and especially parents that knew what it felt like not to get a basket. Mm-hmm. They were like, I need to help and I need to donate, you know, right. and they've been huge champions for us. And that is a huge ripple effect.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So like, so how do you do the baskets? Because obviously I've seen pictures on mm-hmm. Facebook and we'll give out the, the Facebook, the baskets I love, Facebook yeah. name and, and you're on Instagram as well at the mm-hmm. end of the show where people can see. And I love how you sh- say there's another basket going out <laughs> and there's Connor with his big smile holding the basket. So how do you fill those baskets?
1: So in the beginning, it was primarily through monetary donations mm-hmm. um, and also my you know our family's personal donations to get things started Started. you know we went out and bought a lot of stuff a lot of baby stuff that I remember Connor going to you know therapy meetings and suggest them suggesting certain toys or Mm -hmm. you know bringing their hands to midline and (laughs) different things like that and so I try to really look for meaningful purposeful items to put in the baskets that I remembered helped us Mm -hmm. as the baskets have grown and gotten a little, um, you know, more popular and, mm-hmm. and, and widespread. A lot of local businesses, a lot of moms that own little shops from homes um, have donated to the baskets. And I'm now I'm receiving more item donations than I am receiving monetary donations, which I love. because. Oh, that's awesome. People are always very hesitant to, to donate, you know, to this random woman, this basket lady, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I promise I'm doing good things with your money. But at the same time, yeah. you know, they don't know me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so people are definitely more willing and excited to donate items. Now the baskets, I I think, are just so full of local items that moms have made that, you know, local people have contributed to. And it's, it's, you know, it's it's from a community, you know, and uh, a lot of people are excited about, to you know, paying it forward. and. So when
0: awesome. you're going around, like, and do you do a gender, like, do you do, you keep it kind of general neutral for the most part, do don't you? I do try
1: for the most part. Um, I, in the beginning, I thought, I tried to be as respectful of family's privacy as I could. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to ask a lot of questions, especially when the hospitals didn't know who I was. Um, I, I, I was just like, just tell me there's a baby and I'll show up. I don't need to know any other information. <laughs> and, you know, as they've gotten to know me, they're more than willing now to tell me if it's a boy or a girl. So I do now often find out whether what the gender is.
0: Oh, so you would be going with just knowing that there's a baby has been born yeah. with Down Syndrome, but they wouldn't even tell you a boy or a girl or no, anything?
1: No, no. Oh, so okay. in the beginning, I was trying to do it very gender mm-hmm. neutral. And that also helps with stock as well. Of you course. know, it, I, I'd hate to have... Ten items of just girls, but I have to deliver a basket for a boy, right, and yeah. um, so it, it helps spread the stock a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now people are donating little things that, you know, bows or head bows that obviously are great for a little girl. And mm-hmm. um, so, so now it's I'm now that I know that what gender it is, I tend to have a lot more boy items or girl items. Yeah. But
0: I think it's nice because it's a little personal touch. It is, right? yeah,
1: and you know when you can put a little headband in a, a basket for a baby mm-hmm. girl it's, it's it's
0: really lovely so when you're putting these baskets together for these families that you've never met mm-hmm. or most of the time I'm assuming you have never met mm-hmm. them is like what's your feelings like how do you feel when you're putting these together
1: I always feel like am I putting enough in here <laughs> you know and um I try to think about whether sometimes I know whether it's a prenatal diagnosis or not you know, it's really a mixed bag of, of how I hear about families. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's through a hospital, sometimes it's through a public health nurse or a midwife. Sometimes it's friends of a friend or a family member. And um, so depending on who I hear from, I get a little more information than I do from others. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes do find out whether it's a prenatal diagnosis or a birth diagnosis. And I do tend to sort of navigate the basket a little differently for for each diagnosis Mm -hmm. you know prenatal diagnosis I might include more stuff for the NICU stay and birth diagnosis I would tend to include more inspirational stuff to try and get them through that first little bit
0: yeah Yeah. because that can be a hard place yeah getting a birth diagnosis and I know we talked about it in the second episode is as I said to Ron and he was sort of surprised about how people which whatever way they get their diagnosis, they, they always feel it's, it's the, the better, better way. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I wouldn't have done well with the birth diagnosis. <laughs> I mean, I love being pregnant, even though I knew. Yeah. But I had a great pregnancy. And, um, you know, once you get over that. I think that you hump. said
1: that you were a planner and yeah. I'm very much a planner yes. as well. And I I needed to know. And as mm-hmm. much as it changed my pregnancy for me, I, I think I preferred knowing beforehand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody sees it differently right
0: of course every journey so when you go and deliver these baskets like so sometimes it's at the hospital or like do you sometimes go to their home if it's a prenatal Mm -hmm. diagnosis yep so how are these moms and I mean I'm saying moms but you know the families when you go to deliver and you know because for them they might be in not the best of places yeah it's
1: it's a mixed bag, and you know what some dads have actually been the ones to reach out. I've oh, received really? a few um, messages from from dads mm-hmm. that um that have written. I can actually think of each one of them in my mind because they it just stands out to me so much when a dad writes yeah it's a it's a it's a different place. I always try to be very mindful or try to take the room's temperature when I walk in. good plan and kind of gauge where the family is at, sort of do a scan around the room or their tissues on the floor. <laughs> you know, Just sort of see where mom and dad are at. And for the most part, mom and dad are putting on a brave face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of moms and dads, no doubt, absolutely love and adore their baby mm-hmm. that has just arrived. But it's a hard time. And so there's a there's a brave face. I'm a stranger. They've never met me before. There's a little bit of a wall that you kind of and expectedly so I would do it as well. Mm -hmm. You put up, you know, you're gauging whether or not who this lady is. You know, am (laughs) I going to show her my whole heart (laughs) right away? And, you know, there's some that you just connect with instantly. Mm -hmm. And there's a great conversation and the floodgates, you know, kind of open and there's an honest and open and raw conversation and those are always quite beautiful and then there's some that you know are actually doing pretty okay that yeah there's an extra chromosome but you know we love him or her and we're gonna be okay and we're gonna get through this and they're they're quite positive and then there's others that you know are like thanks for the basket bye (laughs) and that's okay that's too okay. everybody is doing this uh their own way mm-hmm. everybody's okay with their own journey and I I'm okay with that I'm not gonna force anything on anyone
0: no but I I'm sure for some of those people though after though it's I'm sure it's so meaningful for oh them. yeah like I know, know
1: it takes all kinds yeah yeah
0: because it yeah it can be rough and mm-hmm. like I said you know, I would have loved a basket because I mean, we were in the hospital for 26 days. Yeah, it was a long stretch. You know, I had friends and family, mm-hmm. but still, it was hard mm-hmm. being, you know, in the hospital for that long. So, when you first started the baskets of love, how were you kind of finding out that there was a baby out there with Down syndrome?
1: It was hard, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Hospitals were. A little hesitant mm-hmm. you know this random woman what is she going to do what is she gonna say and the first couple of years i i think it was two years it was very sporadic and i would find out from midwives or mostly public health nurses actually and with public health nurses you never meet the family it's always you would drop the basket off the, at the public at the community center
0: oh I and see. they
1: would pass it on to the family
0: and how did you how did the public nurses hear about you
1: So I just did like a media blitz in the beginning. I wrote a letter. Mm -hmm. I sent it out to everybody. I also went and I visited a a lot of the community centers in my area. And um, did a face-to-face. I did that with a few of the um, maternity wards as well. Mm -hmm. With a few of the hospitals. Just giving a face. And I would go and speak to the nurse in charge. In the beginning it was like. I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I'm not, like, I'm missing babies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what else I could do. And that's when I I had a really honest conversation with one of the hospitals. And they were like, you know, we don't know who you are. You are just this lady (laughs) that wants to baskets out. (laughs) And, you know we've had some some experiences in the past where people have come in and said the wrong thing and upset a family and you know we're, we're just really scared of that happening again and completely understandably yeah. so and that's when i i knew i needed to become a little more serious and professional looking mm-hmm. and that's when we officially um, registered to be a nonprofit. okay and that's when um, the hospital is like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you, official. You're
1: official. You mean, you've got a business card.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in.
1: <laughs> so um, so we, that really opened the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and hospitals were willing to take us a little more seriously. Most recently, actually, the um, Down Syndrome Resource Foundation mm-hmm. that you and I are both huge champions of. Of
0: um,
1: course. Uh, stepped up and was like hey you're doing a great thing and we would love to help and Mm -hmm. uh they have been really uh helpful in the last bit with connecting me to um hospitals and uh health organizations and medical professionals they also did a little bit of a a marketing media blitz for me saying hey this is Danielle we know her she's not crazy (laughs) um you know, we would love to support her with your baskets. and oh, um, And that has really helped as well to have their support and recognition.
0: Of course, because yeah. every, like at least locally, and I'm sure probably throughout most of the province, I think if you have a child with Down syndrome, you've probably heard oh, yeah. of the DSRF, the Down Syndrome and if you, Foundation. And if you
1: Google Down syndrome, you know, that they're going to be one of the first things that pop up as well. So, and they're legit and they're, mm-hmm. you know registered and all of that so people take them seriously too so it was really it was really wonderful when when they stepped up and said hey how can we help you about, with this
0: so they approached you yes that's wonderful yeah. they
1: were really they've this this last i would say six months has been amazing with their support
0: oh that's yeah. great and so where's we're in bc obviously but where's the farthest you've given a basket
1: oh i've sent i've sent one to uh ontario so, oh wow, yeah. that's yeah.
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, not I in the, last year before the Dancing syndrome Resorts Foundation um, offered to help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was difficult to ship baskets. It's yes. heavy, expensive. um it's expensive and it just eats away at what little donations we monetary donations mm-hmm. we do have. And so I did have to sort of put a stance down saying, I'm sorry, we just can't ship baskets. But yeah. there were odd occasions where, you know, a friend would reach out and say, hey, my cousin just had a baby with Down syndrome. Can you can you send something? And and so we sent one off to Ontario. But then the um, Down Syndrome Resource Foundation, when they approached us, wanted to also help make us BC wide that's so
0: wonderful we are
1: now able to ship baskets across BC with their help which has been phenomenal because we've gone all the way up to Prince George Mackenzie Nelson Kelowna a couple on the island it's been it's been really oh, good I love it yeah that
0: is so awesome yeah. because I I have heard of similar organizations like elsewhere mm-hmm. mostly down in the states I don't know if there's many more in Canada yeah. but who are doing something similar but I love what you're doing yeah, there's
1: I know that there's a dolls over the rainbow baskets in um, Alberta okay but I don't know elsewhere in Canada I do hear a lot of um, a lot of people that talk about starting it but never I I, I don't know here very much after that you
0: gotta <laughs> after just the do it. yeah you
1: know it's it, it's it's a lovely I wouldn't change it for the world but it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and um, you know it, you got to commit and there's been times like, oh, my gosh, what have I my gotten myself into? But mm-hmm. you just keep going through. And when you meet that family, and when you see that baby, it's it's, it's so everything. worth it. Yes. It's so worth it.
0: You realize that, that yeah. it, what you're doing is worth it. And oh, it's yeah. it's good for everyone. Good for the heart. Good for the soul. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. good for those families. Because I know a lot of our families at our playgroup, yeah. they received a basket. Yes. And now they're coming to our playgroup. And is, that's
1: been that's been one of my greatest joys is mm-hmm. seeing families show up to the playgroup and be like, oh, they got a basket, okay. Uh, and they're here now. And, you know, because I'm a huge believer in the community support and the community help. Just showing up to playgroup once a month mm-hmm. is is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us five months to get out to playgroup to, to open yourself up to this is what our life is. Yeah and uh the fact that they're showing up I think there was somebody that showed up with an eight day old baby like
0: that's a record (laughs) and I think we've had didn't we have I thought there was one with a prenatal but I can't remember there I think there was at least one mama Mm -hmm. with a prenatal diagnosis and Mm -hmm. you know and like want them know that there's a place for them and we're so happy to have them there and and we can't wait to meet their little
1: I know. And like yeah. you said, everybody's buying for that baby's attention. You know, <laughs> I want to hold it. Yeah. I want to hold yeah.
0: it. Oh, I know. That's yeah. So where do you kind of envision the Baskets of Love going? Like, obviously, we're now you're now provincial. Yeah. But you're pretty much a one woman show.
1: Yeah, but there is a Baskets of Love Army. I got to give a shout out to my Baskets of Love Army. So like you said, I am a one woman show. We are provincial. Um, and before the uh, DSRF, Um, was helping us with shipping baskets I was really relying on a lot of moms in the community you know out in Chilliwack Abbotsford um, to to deliver baskets Mm -hmm. I mean I would love I would love for it to spread I would love for there to actually be physical presences in other um, you know cities towns uh, what have you franchise for for lack of a better (laughs) word (laughs) Because, you know, it's it's one thing to get a box from Mm -hmm. somebody in in another city, but it would be great if there was actually like something close to their home where they can actually meet people and Mm -hmm. um, have that community support. Because I am a believer in, yes, I can get you a basket out in Langley, but I don't live in Langley. Mm -hmm. So let me set you up with a mama that does. Yeah. So you have that basket delivery from somebody in the community that is your point of contact that you know you can continue asking questions about Langley resources or Mm -hmm. what's in the area and that sort of thing you know registering your kid for school like how did that happen with the Langley school district you know and it's 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 better to have that
0: that local, point of, local connection point of contact. yeah oh for sure yeah. and we'll make sure that we put your contact info for the baskets of love awesome. uh, in our show notes and on the web page so that if people want more information or if they want to make a donation they can do so because you also did something really cool recently about the um the amazon wish mm-hmm. list and you yeah. said that went really well
1: that went really well yes. i was actually not expecting it to go as well <laughs> as it did and you should see our bedroom right now my husband is like i i can't walk there's boxes everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like but they're for babies so you have to deal with it <laughs>
0: First name basis with the Amazon guy? Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> He's like, You're spending way too much money, lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love hearing that. It's great. And and I I hope it just gets so big and I do I'm, too. You know, and I love when we meet new babies in our community and You know and we are a community and a tribe and that these families know that we're there for them and Mm -hmm. and that you're there I'm so glad that you're their first point of contact because well I
1: can't do it without you guys without your support without the community support Mm -hmm. like I said like the community has been the biggest contributor to these baskets and everybody just wants to pay it forward Mm -hmm. and without you and without other members of our community they it just wouldn't be possible not only delivering baskets but donating to the baskets and and championing and spreading our name, like our community has been so helpful, and that's I, wonderful, I love every one of you.
0: Oh, that's awesome! But your wonderfulness doesn't stop there, because you've also—you <laughs> have me scared now. <laughs> <laughs> Not to confuse with the T Twenty One Mom podcast, but ah. you're putting on a really cool event mm-hmm. called. The tea, T-E-A, the kind that you drink. Uh-huh. Very clever. Uh-huh. T21 mums uh, yes. High tea. High tea. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what kind of inspired that? and?
1: That is the brainchild of a good friend of mine, Tamara Leslie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: more like than different on Instagram. And uh, she came up with the idea last year about a community event, bringing mums together, you know, um, the community she has found has really supported her through her journey. Wanted to put on an event for moms where it would be a time to focus on themselves, just for moms, um, away from kiddos, because you know we do tend to not put ourselves first sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, the weekends tend to be filled with activities for kids and uh she had the idea and she asked me earlier in uh earlier this year if i would uh, be willing to help her with it and i jumped at the chance Mm -hmm. because i think it's a great idea Mm -hmm. and she's so spot on that this community needs to put moms first sometimes and we need to create a little time in the day for us to surround ourselves with other moms that know what we're going through celebrate the highs cheer on and champion the lows and Mm -hmm. It all came together pretty quickly and uh, she suggested the tea and we ran with that and We've had a huge, overwhelmingly positive response, and we are so looking forward to it.
0: That's awesome. I know yeah. I got my ticket the first day. <laughs> I didn't know there was a limit on tickets, but I got to get in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we are sold out right now, but we are taking names for wait lists, mm-hmm. and the tea is on July 21st at the Vancouver Fairmont in uh, Richmond, airport mm-hmm. in Richmond. We're hoping that, you know, this becomes an annual event that... I...
0: But this will. is
1: something that moms will want to do you know at least once a year and uh, yeah we're just really excited about it and looking forward that's great. to it but, we yeah. can dress up
0: maybe get a fascinator oh
1: wow <laughs> you're well, going big wow I don't think I
0: have a fancy fascinator <laughs> I've, I've,
1: I've been told I have to wear a dress which
0: <laughs> is that a big deal for that's you? that's a
1: big deal for me and I will wear a dress for you ladies okay. so
0: <laughs> awesome I can't wait yeah I have to find a dress too so obviously the tickets are sold out Mm -hmm. but if people want to get on the wait list
1: they can email us at t21moms at gmail.com and that's t-e-a-21 moms m-o-m-s at gmail.com or they can check out our website which is also t21moms.com but it's spelt the tea that you drink
0: the tea that you drink, yep. which we'll drink with our pinkies up. Yes.
1: And your fascinator. And my
0: fascinator. <laughs> I guess I better find one now that I've said it. <laughs> you better show up in a fascinator. <laughs> I'll find something. I used to wear little things in my hair all the time. And so and also before we close, how can people find Baskets of Love? Yes. You're on where are you?
1: So we're on Facebook, Baskets of Love Down Syndrome Support Society, because we are a registered nonprofit organization. You can also find us on the web at www.basketsofloveds for Down syndrome dot com. and that's also our Instagram handle is Baskets of Love DS.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, I am so grateful that you were able to come on today. And-
1: Absolutely, I'm so honored that you asked me to do this. <laughs> of course, because the we- first time hearing my voice in my own ears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, of course, because I mean, I love baskets of love and I always love hearing about that you've delivered another basket and Connor's so happy and he's smiling and just I mean I know how much it means to those families like even the ones that you said you know they say thank you and you pretty much leave but I know that it means a lot to them maybe not right at that moment but they won't forget that because it's such an important time Mm -hmm. for them and I know for all of us that we appreciate what you're doing Thank and you. and we want you to continue on and we want you to have great success with the baskets of love and also with the T21 moms yeah. event in July. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Thanks so much, Danielle. Thank you. Well, Mary, I got to say that, you know, Danielle and the work she does through the baskets of love initiative really mm-hmm. demonstrates big heart love. Completely. And I think it's, So fabulous what she's doing for other families and I know how much it means to these families and, you know, we just need to support her as much as we can. Yeah, and as we mentioned, all of the links will be available uh, in the show notes on the web page. And so, where are we going next? We are going to talk with Ainsley's amazing speech therapist, Riley, from the Down Syndrome Resource Foundation. Okay, great. And let's wrap this one up. Well, I'm excited to say that we're available on pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast now. So including Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and also our website. So please subscribe and leave a comment because that helps us become more searchable for other families who want to learn more about Down syndrome. And thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And I would love to hear from you. What things are important to you as you navigate this journey of Down syndrome and special needs? How are you doing things? your way drop us a line at our email at info at t21mom.com and t21mom is all one word and let us know what's going on in your life keep loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time see you mary bye Ron.